All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. All right, what is happening? And here we go for the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take following round one of the NHL draft as we record this and do this show live round two through seven. Getting underway, it is Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa. What's up, Rosie? What is happening, man? You're still in Nashville. I'm seeing pictures coming through. You must be feeling the effects. Looks like you got your hospital garb on there. Were you spending a night in the hospital or what is that? Uh, uh, close patient? enough. No, it's okay. one of my go-to shirts, actually. I oh, wanted to shit. dress up Sorry, for buddy. the show. Pardon me? Sorry, buddy. No, it's okay. Um, I want to dress up for the show today. I uh, was feeling good last night. I, I don't know if you've had a chance to go to Broadway and, and Nashville and some of the bars and the scene. Like, it was insane last night, man. I have been there. I have been there. There's lots going on. People are all on the same level around there. And I imagine this weekend, it's uh, only cranked up to 12. I was at Aldine's last night. Um, a lot of the media crew were out. Jason Aldine's got a bar down here. Of course, the infamous Tootsies. I got a couple of drinks there throughout the week. And it's just a, it's just a different feel and a different atmosphere. You, you know? go to the stage by Tootsies? That's my favorite. Yes. Been there too. Good spot. Where's uh, Aldine's place? It's not on Broadway, I wouldn't imagine. It, it is. Is it? What a piece yeah. of real estate that guy picks up. Ah, pretty neat, buddy. So you're having a good time. You're feeling it. I think you're sometimes I can tell when you're dragging ass and you don't think I can, but I'm like your dad. I know what's going on over there. No, accountability, dude, is a big word with me. And and I I hold you accountable in every every day, right? So I I want it back. I want it back. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Let's jump into things. I remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. At the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, where you can subscribe right now. If you're watching the live show and you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing. We just continue to deliver and deliver uh, tasty content for you to make sure to subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401. <clears throat> Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take, we'll pop up. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. You can drop them 
in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll address them a bit later on in the show in about 15 or 20 minutes from now. But for now, let's get over the boards. I would say a rather uneventful round one of the NHL draft, Rosie. For somebody who loves trades, we saw quite a few of them leading up to the festivities yesterday, but not not so much on the draft floor. Like, I think obviously the big story was the fact that Adam Fantilli did not go second overall. It was uh, Leo Carlson. And in fact, I had Leo Carlson at plus 300 to hit at number two to the Anaheim Ducks. So I was feeling good about that. And you nailed that? I did. Good for you. Yeah, I think that, I mean, yeah, obviously kind of a subdued day is what it is. It's not always uh, fireworks and crazy unexpected turns, but, uh, you know, that is always interesting. The Connor Bedard was an afterthought. And then after that, it's it's just interesting. Like, does that come down to the 11th hour? Did they know they wanted to go with uh, Leo Carlson, the Swede? Did they know that? Was it a last minute deal? Did they do some digging on Fantilli and found something they weren't? totally a fan of was there something that stood out about Carlson they didn't think other people knew it's just it's hard to know I mean with those picks like those top four top five picks they're going to be with your organization most likely for a long time and you're going to be with that player through everything they're going to do over the next you know at least their entry-level contract but um it's interesting to see who they go with and why they changed. And we'll obviously never know, but it's kind of interesting when they're like, whoa, they didn't go with the, you know, everyone's obvious pick for two. They went with, you know, the next guy. And it's just kind of something to scratch your head and raise your eyebrows. But other than that, we're not going to get much info on it. You know what drives me nuts this time of year is all these people who claim they know these prospects. Like, I don't know if you were a all over social media last night. So the Leafs 28th pick, they keep the pick. They draft Easton Cowan from the Ontario Hockey League, London Knights, 68 games last year. Pardon me? The savior. Yeah, but it's it's more so, and again, we knew that they were going to run into this. We've talked about this the last couple of days. When you you change regimes or whatever you want to call it, Kyle Dubas is gone. Brad Tree Living is in. He cannot do right. And right away, the first draft pick ever by Brad Tree Living and company. And let's not forget, he didn't take much part in the draft. It was a prospect that a lot of people had pegged to go way later in the draft. And a lot of people suggesting the Leafs reach, but how, how can you come to that decision? Not knowing the future of this kid at all. You don't, it's stupid. I don't know. I mean, first round is a big, pretty big deal usually, but once you get by like 15 and twenties and then the late couple of picks, I mean, I think those, I think like a third rounder is like between 20 and 33% chance of panning out, you know, those late first rounders. You just don't know. I mean, go up to any high school on the planet and grab a grade 12 kid who's 17, 18 years old and try to decide what he's going to pan out to as, as a man and as a full grown person, it's, it's next to impossible. All you can do is say, what's this kid looking like? Do some background checks. Good kid. Talk to his coaches. Um, you know, you did the draft interview. I would put a lot of stock into that, the draft interviews and grilling these kids. I wouldn't have weird psychedelic philosophical questions that make these kids go, what the hell are you talking about? Just get a, just get a vibe on this kid. How does he speak? What's his confidence level? Does he look you in the eye when he shakes your hand? Just little things like that, where this kid got his head on his shoulders or not. I think that's about all you can do. But as far as ripping apart anybody for a 28th 
oh. overall pick, like settled down. It just already started. We knew this is coming and there's pretty much a civil war within Leafs nation, right? People who just loved Kyle Dubas so much people, anti Brad tree living, although he's done nothing to suggest otherwise so far. I mean, it's such a small sample size, but I knew right away, whoever they selected, people were going to be like, Oh, Kyle Dubas would never have taken this guy, but it's another smallish forward. We'll see if it pans out, but without question, I think my lasting memory of last night would be Carey Price announcing the selection of the Montreal Canadiens and just mind blanking. Dude, it was sad, like being there live and you could look at his face and like he looked like he was going to cry. And I know on social media after he like apologized, there's nothing you can do. Why didn't they help him out a little quicker? Like, fuck you blank, man. Like my with names and stuff like a guy I work with for like four years, I'll just be sitting there staring at him going his name just doesn't come into my brain. What are you supposed to do about it? Right. And yeah. that obviously happened. He said, I can't remember what the guy's first name is, uh, whatever. And he just goes, and then it's just, his last name wasn't in his head, wasn't on his tongue and brutal. But I was watching sports center with my wife this morning and oh. she's like, no, no. And she puts her arm over me. She's like, no, no, Carrie. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, Oh fuck, it's not in his head. I'm like, someone help him. And then yeah. he just kind of walks away. What are you gonna do? Shit. It's just a a footnote. And I mean, if that kid pans out in 10 years, they'll look back and be like, remember when Carrie Price Hall of Famer didn't remember your name? Whoopty shit. It's just something that you chuckle at, to be honest. Not a big deal. Sucks for Carrie. I thought it was tough that they try to make a joke. Like I I, I think obviously, you know, they come in after and he's like, Oh, we meant to do that. It's like, no, you didn't. But in, in the Who moment, said I was like, oh, like right away like gm like kent hughes comes over it's like oh we planned that it's like no you didn't what a stupid thing to say that's more stupid than forgetting the guy's name why would you say that just say oh fuck he blanked on the kid's name that he's never met that he learned his name two minutes ago you know what i was concerned about i thought he got the wrong prospect like i thought midway through he's like oh shit this is not the kid we're drafting what do you what happens if that's the case if you say the first name like i always wonder they, they submit like a thing to the league that's official. And if you go up there and say freaking cookie monster, it's not going to change the actual, but if it, if it, I don't know, back in the day, old school, if I don't know, maybe if they didn't put a ballot in and you accidentally said the wrong name and you like renege on it. And I don't know what happens there, but I was wondering too, cause I didn't know that happened. I just saw it live when I watched sports center and I was like, Oh shit, he doesn't, he doesn't know. And my wife's freaking out too watching. And I was like, did that cross my mind too? Does he got the wrong? Does he not know who he's picking, or did, did he say the first name and then I realized he just blanked on the last name? Not a big it deal. Really, kind of funny. It was really unfortunate to carry Price because I mentioned it. It was a really, really uneventful first round outside of like the Meechkov situation goes to Philadelphia, Fantilli goes number three, and Leo Carlson number two. So the lasting memory of the first round, unfortunately, will be Carey Price. So again, the Leafs select twenty eighth. Easton Cowan's the pick. Dude, we talked about this yesterday, how fucking stupid it was that Brad Tree Living could not be at the table. And then he struts out like he's Vince McMahon. Like, where was he? Behind bars for 45 minutes? Seriously. I thought, like, he couldn't be in the building. And it's like, what a formality that means nothing. Like, why would, honest to God, the the, the Calgary Flames, after... I would say he pretty, did a pretty damn good job building that team. They yeah. can him, probably not deservedly, and and then they hold that over his head and like enforce the stupidest thing we've ever heard. And then he's cruising around the building anyways. Like, what did you possibly think you accomplished by you know making that a reality, not allowing him to participate, quote unquote? 
Yeah, they were clearly like state secrets or something, but I wish there was like a camera crew on Brad Tree Living during the first 15, 16 picks of the draft, just waiting to come out like a caged animal. It's like elimination chamber in WWE. Like I, I just think the whole thing was a comedy act, especially considering like Kyle Dubas is the perfect example of somebody who was able to participate in the draft from the beginning with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But Calgary was just like, no thanks. Brad Tree Living can't be at that table until we pick. I, I thought it was lunacy, but nonetheless, I would think the big story from yesterday, not really a big story at that. And we've talked about this throughout the week. Like we didn't expect much. The biggest fish to fry, obviously, in the form of Willie Nylander and Austin Matthews. And we'll see what happens over the next couple of days here with respect to those two guys. But David Kampf, back on a four-year deal. We can start there. 2.4 million bucks here. Your impressions. Yeah, I like Kampf, man. He was solid. He, I think he's kind of an unsung guy. Doesn't get too much credit, but man, he's uh, he's clean. He's solid. He's reliable. There was times there in the season where you know he chips in and gets a few big goals and and whatnot. But like, never was a big mistake or a bad goal or a a late a late period goal or a bad giveaway at a bad time ever on Camp's stick. He seemed solid and reliable. Um, you know, the number seems high to me because when I was playing like a $7 million guy was like Dion and Phil and that type of thing. And now I'm like a fourth line center gets 2.4. Like what's going, but that's just the reality of the world. And the cap is high and nobody was making 14 mil back then. And it's just is what it is. It seems high, but I really don't think it is. And, um, you know, he's pretty solid. It's just not a game changer. Him and yeah. Holmberg, they're just kind of, uh, you know, you need a you need a good, solid, reliable fourth line center. I want to surround him with some physicality, with some energy. Not just a guy that goes out there and asks guys to fight. A guy that moves his, that can skate, that moves his bloody legs and bangs and crashes and brings. I keep saying that Darcy Tucker element where you're just got crazy eyes going around, just running around hammering guys and just, holy shit, is that contagious on the bench? I want that on the Leafs because when they spin their wheels and they don't have it going and Marner and Matthews and Nylander can't seem to get one and they're not penetrating. It's just not going their way. And it's just like, then, then, then they have nothing. They have nothing and there's nothing to do. And usually you can get your fourth line out there to go crash and bang and we'll kind of hit the little reset button on the bench and okay, boys, let's fucking, you know, we're, we're rolling now. They're scrambling going, what the hell just happened? We just got ran through the boards and turnover city. And now everyone's worried about getting hit, especially this day and age, all these kids playing that have never been hit before. Like let's, let's get a little bit of that going. I would love to see that. So I'm more concerned about that than, than getting camp, but I had absolutely no qualms with him this year. I actually thought he was quite uh, unhailed as, as far as what he provided. So it's good to have him back. So I have a couple takes on David Camp specifically. And Let's again, hear them. Right away, when when the tweet came out, I believe it was uh, Frank Saravalli that had the report, David Camp, four-year extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, he's, he's vastly overpaid. I can't believe they did that. Kyle Dubas never would have done that. I think first and foremost, like you highlighted it, he, he's reliable, dependable, kills penalties, key face-offs like he does a lot of the little things and you know having played in this league how integral it is to have players like that the other thing was the cap hit okay 2.4 million bucks i think the important to stress here rosie is the fact that the cap is expected to go up significantly starting next summer and i think a couple years down the road maybe year two or three of this deal it's not going to look as crazy is it a bit much a bit rich right now for a guy like david camp who's pretty much a fourth liner? Yes. 
But I think I, I do think he brings a lot of the intangibles that you need on a roster. And the other thing too, so like let's say you don't bring David Camp back. There's people who are really high on Pontus Holmberg, and Holmberg I think will crack this roster next season. We'll have a good shot at least in training camp. But people are like, why don't they just replace him with Holmberg? But I think you look at the body of work of a David Camp, like he's an established NHL player. I didn't have any issue with the deal. I know people are going to bitch and complain about a cap hit, but you know the day it's two point four million dollars. I think you have bigger problems knowing you have four players making a billion dollars combined. <laughs> Close enough. I'm looking through my things here that have been sitting here since October, looking to see how old David Camp is. I can't quite remember, but there's yeah. a chance this guy like grows during that uh, during that period of time. Four years a bit much. It'd be nice to have him for like two years and and see where you're at. But I mean, that's probably what it took to get him locked up. And I mean, okay, say you like, there's no real reason to walk away from David Camp for the naysayers. Anyone who doesn't like this this contract just likes to bitch. Like, okay, so what would you have done? No, Camp, you're gone let him walk now now what do you fill that with like you got to go get another you got enough shit on your hands right now this guy's proven to be reliable not a big cap hit and maybe all of a sudden you know after two years you know he starts really solidifying himself he can jump in on the third line when he needs to but what i would like to see is him start eating up some more quality minutes in the the ends of periods the end of Mm -hmm. games a guy who's just here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Going to make the smart decision, who's going to be in position, who's going to support the puck when, when we need to have support, not give up those giveaways, not, get, not be looking for breakaways, not be looking for his cookies, and just have that guy camp. You're out there. There's a minute left in the period. We got a one-goal game. Get him out there and just be Mr. Solid and be Mr. Reliable and eat up some more of those minutes where this year, I mean, we're going to guys where I'm like, how on earth is a guy having one of the worst games we've seen this month who's been struggling all night and, you know, he gets put out there with a minute left in and I just fucking, that's the kind of shit that I never really understood with Keith, like his allegiance to people for no apparent reason. Like it's a team, whoever's going that night, whoever's most reliable. I don't give a shit who they are. Get them on the ice to, to do the best for the team. It seems like that didn't always happen and it blew up in our faces sometimes, but I think camp can be a guy that can be really reliable down the stretch. 
And I think Holmberg too, like you need players to take that next step in their careers. And I was really high on Pontus Holmberg last year in his rookie year, sort of came out of nowhere, cracked the roster, was a mainstay on the roster for a good portion of the middle half of the season, I'll call it. And then fell out of sorts, got banged up a bit and never really returned. Like there seemed to be some trust building there with Sheldon Keefe. And then it just wasn't there at the end of the day. But again, you, you need players like this to take that next step. We can joke all we want about the core four, and it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere right now. In a salary cap world, you need guys like Pontus Holmberg to elevate, and I just hope he can crack that roster next season. Yeah, he seems to be kind of one of those guys that will be decided at training camp, you know, and he had lots of upside where he showed that he can play. He's still quite young, fairly young, and uh, like you said, a guy like him, you know, I think he's 24 now um, and only had his rookie year. So he's got some developing to do. And if he decides to step up and and be a man that wants to go take uh, take uh, the reins and make it difficult or make it easy on the on the brass on who's picking the roster, then he can he can choose to do that in training camp. So it'll be interesting to see. But, um, you know, both those guys have potential. Um, nothing wrong with them. They're just not game changers. And and you need those guys on your roster. Not everyone can be a game changer, but both guys that are, that are known that have been around that we know of who, uh, who could fill their spots well. And, and then some for sure. Hey, I love how we had Milan Lucic on the show. And I'm not sure if you saw this, it sounds like he's going back to Boston, man. So right away, it's like the Leafs need to respond to that. And they have been linked to Ryan Reeves and Austin Watson. I, I love this. Like I, I again, th- this is more what I expect from Brad Tree Living. I'm not expecting a full roster of fighters, but I think if there's a takeaway half from this Leafs team the last what 10 years, it's they're they're pushed around too much, Rosie. They totally are. They're totally too soft. And oh, oh that's an old you're beating yeah. that drum too much. Someone said, like, fucking that's what it is. That's what it is. That's the reality of the situation. That's why we're going into free agency. That's why we're going to the draft. We want to address the problems of the team. That's why we do this bloody show. So we will beat that drum until it's addressed, until we see, you know, that we're satisfied that this is where it needs to go. That's why we do it. Doesn't mean we're always right or we're perfect or everything needs to be in the way we say it, no, but we constantly notice the same problem and we want it addressed. And it looks like that could be done with those guys. Um, you know, it just never ceases to amaze me how Revo can stay in the league, like total testament to him to be as tough as he is and to stay in the league this day and age. Like it's so fast. It's so quick. Like there's so many kids you can't really hit and crush and fighting's kind of going down and he just continues to to prove his worth and to get contracts and get jobs and stay on rosters and testament to him both on the ice and in the locker room and and uh, all the qualities that he's provided to teams over the last decade where a lot of guys like him myself included have fallen off and not been able to stay in the league and you know great for him to be able to do that and you know, that Watson kid's tough kid too, right? And provides some edge. And I want to I want to go down his uh, rabbit hole a little bit and check him out, watch some video, look at his stats, yeah. see interviews and see what it's like. But I just love the way we're, we're shining a light towards beefing up, as you call it there, because yeah. it's needed, man. It's so needed. Again, when we're in those tough games where just the wheels are spinning, I would love to just to have an energy line out there. That, and again, like people always misconstrue that, oh, we don't need some, meathead out there some in four mm-hmm. i'm not saying that dude this isn't 2004 where you hey dude you want to square up good luck man no reason <laughs> like fucking that's done that's everyone knows that i'm not living yeah. in 2004 i need some energy i need some physicality i need some f you on the roster and that will only grow you know the the marners of the world 
a little couple inches taller out there and give them some room. And, you know, I've had so many star players that don't play like that say, I like it when I have a guy on my team that can do that. I like it when I get some room. I like it when the team over there isn't down my throat. And me, I've played where if you got a team over there full of guys that play that way, you would you conduct yourself accordingly unless you're ready to get into the muck. And so many guys are not willing to get into the muck that when you have a Reeves or a Watson or some guys over there that are right there chomping at the bit to just fly around and buzz and get in your face, then, all right, maybe tonight's not the night I'm going to be an idiot and get down Mitch Marner's throat and run Austin Matthews and take that extra chop after the whistle. Maybe I'll just kind of hang out because I don't feel like dealing with that. It is a real thing. It is real as anything, and the Leafs are lacking it so far. So I love that they're addressing it. Character, right? And I, I think along those lines, too, like there's no fear with the opposition. And and maybe, Zero. you know, part and parcel to the building that, you know, the Leafs played and all the suits in that building. But like, I would just love a team that has some like bite. I don't know how you bring it. That's why I love Luke Shen, what he brought to the table, just to, to give them a second thought. Right. I think more times than not, when teams play the Leafs to like, we can do what we want. There's going to be no answer. Right. hundred percent. I mean, we had Wayne train there and he could get it done. He, he provided that, but it just it yeah. didn't work out with Wayne. Uh, no matter what it, it's one of my, uh, Uh, When I look at it, to think that it didn't work out for Wayne there and think about what he was capable of in Philadelphia, especially. And, uh, you know, the toughness, just out of this world toughness. That guy fought guys that were that were seriously tough. And Wayne not only handled them, but like friggin went to town on them. And he could provide so much of that in his offensive skill. It just it, it just burns me that they couldn't make it work with him for whatever reason. And uh you know, it is what it is. And you, you, I guess you move on and you got to try to get someone to fill that role. But I mean, they tried to do it with Wayne. You got to give them credit for that. And what a great pickup, because I just remember him in Philadelphia on that, on the, on the power play, just getting it on, on that strong side and then pulling it to the middle and going far side or, or uh five hole. He scored so many goals that way. He was so good in front of the net. He couldn't get pushed around. He did not take any bullshit. He could stick up for himself and teammates and it didn't work out. So I, I, I give them credit for having that in place in the years past, but we need to replace it now and, and not forget about that. And it's nice. They're going in that direction because it it definitely matters. And it's definitely what this team is lacking. Very curious to see what happens over the next four days. Right. Um, Aside from the Nylander conversation, aside from the Matthews conversation, I don't know if we're going to get a resolution right away on July 1st, very unlikely, but like, they haven't added anything to this roster. You do the camp move. Um, there's been a lot of wheeling and dealing around the league. Like, uh, my expectation is that something has to be coming um, in terms of changing this roster a bit, no? Well, that was kind of my worry about getting a new GM is just a pure run it back. Well, let me see how this looks. It looks mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, this should be where It's almost like me coming into this show this year and... <laughs> Where are you going with this? being being a certain way of no no this th- look at this group they're gonna get it done th- look at this group they're gonna get it done to a degree they did in the playoffs by getting past the first sort round that of. was my thing i said i guarantee you they won't be out in the first round but again True. then completely just erase that basically in the second round but if tree living gets in there and doesn't understand that this doesn't work this way it's not a group that will punch through you need to change you need to add something and you know mix the formula somehow it doesn't look like he's been able to do that so far but again i agree i hope that something's going to change i'm not saying 
who or why or whatever. I just hope there's some change that there is a different vibe in that locker room going into the season because I don't think it's going to be good if we completely run it back with the same group of people. Yeah, it'll be the same shit all over again. We were actually talking about this at dinner last night, how I mentioned you came into the season, season number one here on Leafs Morning Take, and you're very optimistic and feeling positive about this team. And I told you from day one, I'm like, dude, I do not care about the regular season. Just wait. That's what I kept saying to Jay Rosal. I said, just wait. We get to the playoffs. And he knows. He knows. I mean, you're part of the pain now, Rosie. Yeah, and I have been for a while, and I get it, but... If they do run it back, if, if the roster looks like it does now, and I mean, like we don't even have the additions that we added at trade deadline. I know. You know, we don't even have the Shenners locked up. We don't have the Ryan O'Reilly's. Um, you know, Achari still needs to get done, correct? Like, yes. It's like, Jesus, like, what's this thing going to look like? Like, they, they beefed up yeah. at the trade deadline, and... It just still wasn't there in the playoffs. And, you know, again, I, I just feel like this team is good. Any team can do anything at any time. But based on what we know, this we need to make some additions here. So I am yeah. I am hopeful for July 1, and I hope that they make some moves. And I, I want your living. I love his attitude. I like where his head's at. I like what he does with his teams in the past. I'm glad he's here. I just hope he's able to get something done and and make a move that really collectively Leafs Nation feels like, damn right, this is awesome. Yeah, sort of the stamp of saying here, I am the new GM of this Toronto Maple Leafs team. Uh, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. A couple of questions about Michael Bunting. In any world, would you try to bring this guy back or, or are you done with him? Ah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, I just. I'm over it, dude. Uh, I'm over the act. I'm done with it. I, it was definitely a piss off this year when he just doesn't quite get the the role that he needs to play. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I give him credit for for trying to play the role. Most guys just like you look at uh, like a Kerfoot who's just like it's not even on my radar to play. You know that edge or that that pest or that physical or that in your face style or piss off the other team or let them know you're there kind of thing. It's not even in a Kerfoot's not even in a question for him to even try, which bothers me. And at least, you know, bunting tried, but, but the way he went about it, he just didn't quite understand like diving all the time and trying to draw penalties that way. Like you draw penalties by forcing them to, to haul you down because you just won't stop moving your feet. Then the ref's like, no, this guy's playing hockey and he's outmanning these players and they're forced to break the rules to stop him. That's a penalty, not no penalty and pretending it was a penalty. God, that pisses me off. Like no one should do that. And then, you know, the suspension he took, like, how do you think that's going to right in front of the ref? Like, how did, why did you decide at that point in time to, it's just, I don't think he understands what the role is that's needed to be that guy and how to do it. But a credit to him for trying to do it and at least, you know, putting that on his radar. But I just think we can probably move on and and things didn't work out as well. Although he provided a lot of, a lot of offense, a lot of big goals, a lot of good memories, everything else. He was a, he's a great player. He's going to have a good career. It's just, I guess we're probably going to move on from him and I'm basically okay with that. 
Our guy, uh, Donnie Does Dishes, who is a constant troll in our uh, chat on a daily basis. I think that's just his purpose for living in this world. But he says bunting was so good and he couldn't crack the Coyotes lineup until he was 26. Well, it's called the late bloomer. I think obviously Michael Bunting is an NHL player. I think he put up some pretty damn good numbers. Ultimately, I, I just I think the act is tired wasn't crazy about the diving and I, I'm, I'm right there with you like he he didn't know how to rein it in enough and it reminded me a lot of like the tail end of Nazem Kadri to an extent obviously a higher offensive upside with with Nas and wins a Stanley Cup too but I, I just think it's a definition of insanity if they come back with the same nucleus and again we've hammered this drum for a long period of time and we'll see what happens Rosie over the next couple of days but you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, earlier on. I, I, I just think it, it would be ludicrous to come back and say, hey, we're doing this again. But that was the risk they ran when the Dubas thing didn't work out and, and a new GM came in here. Yeah, it is. It's There's kind of a pattern and a reason to believe that a new GM comes and he kind of gives it a shot, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, the last thing we want to do is waste another year having the same result and and doing the same thing with the same people. And unfortunately you've got contracts in place that makes it hard to shake it up too much unless you want to blow it up, which is a big, big risk as well. So um, interesting to see again, I just hope that come Saturday on July one, I think Saturday is July one. Yeah. They are going to make a splash and there's going to be a whole stop the presses moment. Holy shit. Did you see this? And that would be exciting, honestly, just because you follow the team it it gets a little boring to have the same team and to go through True. and put up a hundred and some points. And then to everyone's scared shitless in the playoffs and you don't really have a playoff team. Then they just kind of run into a team who's ready chomping at the bit to play playoff hockey and run through you. And then, holy shit, what do we do now? I do not fucking want to go through that for a third year i hope something happens especially on saturday and i hope it's big so i'm gonna drag my carcass home i'm in nashville right now headed home today got a four and a half hour layover in atlanta i want to shoot my brains out for that but that's what i booked um and for the record it is not a hospital gown the chat is just ripping me to shreds yes i banged up the last couple days don't get me wrong but this is not a hospital gown uh the kid's doing fine i'm 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 tracking this is what i do on the road man i have a good time let me see your wrist. Let me see that little bracelet. No, okay, <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I just, hey, I was in one for the last three days, but I will say confidently, Rear Admiral, he was drunker than me the entire time. I, I bumped in Ari last night. I bumped in him the other night. Unbelievable weapon of mass destruction that guy is. But when he's in one, he's in one, and you just can't have a combo with him because I just can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, those accents get even thicker wow. when they're on the sauce, eh? I love it. Yeah. But hey, Nikki, it's a nice shirt. Do not let those bullies in the chat get you yeah. down. You're fucking bullies. Anyways, uh, we'll be back with you on Friday as uh, one of your boys enters the scene. What's going on, my man? Um, so coming up tomorrow, obviously, we're going to recap day two. If anything happens here with the Leafs, we'll bring that to you. And it's going to be a bit of a free agency preview. I think we'll find out some names that the Leafs are linked to in the next 24 hours. So we'll reconvene. We've got a couple more shows here before we, we go in a bit of a summer mode. We'll continue to deliver content your way, but I just want to thank everybody first and foremost, Tyler, your Chuck and everybody here on scene for just uh, the treatment. Um, you know, the setup, it was phenomenal just being here in music city and next year, Rosie and I will be together. I believe in Vegas at the draft in Toronto for all-star weekend. We want all of you to come out with us as well, but, yeah, so it's just the beginning, man. Like, uh, I think a lot's going to happen with this team the next couple of days. So great stuff, Rosie. 
Yeah, I hope so. We'll look forward to it. We'll rip a show off tomorrow and then uh, get ready for the big day and, and see what happens. So Leafs fans, get ready. Hopefully we're rocking and rolling and lay off a Nick, okay? He's, yeah, he's had fuck. a long week. I'm doing this oh. for all of you guys. Actually, I was telling Rosie off air just to wrap. I got us five new subscribers last night, grinding away for the brand. <laughs> Chipping away at the bar. Hey, let me see your phone. Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. That's how you're going to get to the top, Nick. You got a point. I'm just Good the work. nerd at the bar. I'm fucking sitting in the corner. I'm like, hey, can you subscribe to our channel? We're working really hard on a daily basis. Did you guys know I have a podcast? That's pretty much how it sounded. I'm like, I ain't talking to a single woman here. I'm all about the podcast. We'll leave it at that. Many thanks to Jay Rosehill, producer Aaron Bangup job as per usual. And we'll talk on Friday, provided I actually get home in one piece. Take care. Ooh, I might be solo mission. (laughs) 